This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. I hope everybody has been able to uh, catch their breath as Rico and VJ got a little steamy in here. Normally the studio is uh, pretty chilly. But it's uh, it's, it's a little, fine. little hotter. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. It's a little hotter when I walked in at 2 p.m. here today, or shortly after. 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Hammond text line. Both those open for you guys the entire show. Uh, Nick and Rico with you as always. Rico, hello. Hello. How's it going? It's going great. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing, I'm doing great. I, I just want to... Like I, I almost wish VJ could have stuck around because I would have been like the mediator through this. Um, I feel like there's some stuff we need to we need to settle. We're good. We're good. We were. What, what are we? The what thing we is, we about? we were agreeing on certain things, and we're just just so far apart on other things. Give me give me a crash course. Um, Nebraska is is in the in the works of of getting a a defensive tackle transfer from Texas Tech. Okay. Uh, he'll have one year okay. remaining in college. Uh, and I believed that if he comes in, he'll be able to hopefully to eat some space as yeah. a defensive tackle and uh, allow the linebackers to make plays behind him. Vershawn doesn't want that. Vershawn wants him to get in there, get to the quarterback, stuff the run, all that, which I agree with, which would be great. But if he's transferring, uh-huh. he's probably not a guy that can do things like that. Mm. Yeah, I... To an extent, I, I think. I mean, like we look, and at, especially we look looking at O'Shawn, his, well, we, especially looking at his say, stats, and what's, he what's had facts say? twenty-one tackles and one fumble recovery last year for Texas Tech. Okay, um, so let me let me kind of get my my thoughts on this. Um, transfers are able to come in and make an immediate impact. Um, I think that's that's a we've seen that, and, and that's how kind of Nebraska football has tried to find success the last couple of years, whether it's been. Um, a guy like, I don't know, well, well, Juco guys, I think that's a, that's a one Darian Daniels would be one. That's also at the top of my list. Um, oh boy. I mean, a lot of Juco uh, there guys, have been Deontay some, Williams, Diedrich Mills, Omar Manning. There have been some transfers like that, that have come in and have made impacts for the team. Has it led to, to team success? Absolutely. No, not. no, it has not, but, but they have, they've come in and they've made impacts in their own way. So Maury Toure yeah. came in and made an impact. He came from from D2 Montana. Uh Darian Daniels came in with one year rem- with one year remaining from Oklahoma State and made an impact on the defense. Uh uh y- you've had people come in and do some good things for this team. But my my thing was if he can do all that, that's fantastic. That would be above and beyond probably what you're expecting him to do. Yeah. But with the lack of depth on the defensive line, you're bringing him in to to alleviate some of those depth issues and probably to start as your defensive tackle. Oh, see, that's that's what's interesting because I feel like they 
are encouraged by what they have in Nash Hutmacher. I think a lot of people are encouraged by what they have in Nash Hutmacher. We we heard Jalen Weaver's name pop up quite a bit last year as well towards the mm-hmm. towards the back half of the season. Uh, so I, I would be almost I would be hard pressed to say that he would be the starter automatically. To me, if you're bringing a guy, and this might be something that that I agree with for Sean, if you're bringing in a guy with one year, mm-hmm. you're bringing him in to start. You are not bringing him in with one year well, to be a third string. Guy. I think part of it also, though, Rico, like Nebraska's desperate. Uh, is, it, desperate is, it, is it bad to okay, say the that? Team like, is, they the are team extremely is desperate. desperate, and they need things to work out this year. So I understand what you're saying there, but but is he that desperate that he doesn't have another place to land where he's going to go well, somewhere where he's going to be a third string? Maybe. As opposed to going somewhere else where he could start and continue his, I I don't know if he started for Texas Tech or if he was a backup, but it, I mean if he was a backup, he's going to go somewhere where he's going to be a backup again. I don't know. I feel like defensive line, or just that front seven, defensive end or edge, I guess is is what they're calling it now. Defensive end or uh, even D D tackle. Before Casey Rogers and Tate Wildeman were no longer on the program, and just this entire offseason, like Nebraska has needed to bring in guys and and there's part of it where we talk about you know after after spring ball that's when a lot of guys will enter the portal because they then other coaches from other programs know more about their what they need their needs their wants what they would like to have you know but maybe not necessarily a necessity this players season. realize where they are on the depth chart that that is what that that too but nebraska's been pretty quiet in the in the front seven realm of uh getting guys from the portal and that's now a position that we're looking at before Casey Rogers and uh, Tate Wildeman's, you know, departure or just not being on the team anymore. O'Shawn Mathis, like we were talking about this guy and he commits on Saturday. His decision looms well, large. Well, no, here's the thing. Like it was big before. It was big before. It was massive yeah. before because Nebraska still doesn't have that guy. And, and I was reading through the text line when y'all were going off and and appreciate you guys. Um for all your your input, and we'd love to, to continue on this show, 402-464-5685. You can always hit us up on Twitter, Nick underscore Saner, and at Radio Rico AC as well. Join us on the video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube, all that good stuff. You you kind of get the drift nowadays. But with that, like I was seeing on the text line, compare, like talking about Randy Gregory and, and Nadam Kinsu and those guys, those names um, or caliber of names popping up in – Without O'Shawn Mathis, and I'm not even sure O'Shawn Mathis is that dude. Like, I, nobody knows, because once again, we know... Those two were different. That's the thing. So, that goes back to my whole th- my whole, my whole original thought when we started this conversation, was Nebraska is extremely desperate. And whether you get O'Shawn Mathis on Saturday or not, Nebraska is still going to be extremely desperate. Because, to Rico's point... You cannot put all of your eggs into a one guy's basket, in my opinion. He can certainly benefit your team. He can certainly help your team. You know, cross over into either if you're if you're a run stopping team or if you just allow holes to open up. Um, one guy can affect that. But in a physical conference like the Big Ten, I do not like the idea of putting all your eggs as a program into one guy's basket. Like it feels like a lot of people are doing with O'Shawn Mathis. And yes, he's a big name. And yes, he's a great talent. And and if you watch his documentary, he's got a cool story. And there he's a highly you know, he's got a lot of a lot of potential suitors. But unfortunately, um even if Nebraska gets O'Shawn Mathis on Saturday and talking to a lot of people, whether they're in the media 
or, or not, nobody knows how this thing's going to go. We talked to Steve yesterday. He says one thing. We talked to Brian on – me and Nathan talked to Brian Munson of Husker Online on uh, two days ago, and he said that it feels like since he's drawn this out, he's going to come to Nebraska. But on the flip side, he visited Texas Twice. most recently as well. So like – or excuse me, he visited Nebraska last, but he's visited Texas twice, plus he, it's their home school, right? And nobody knows how this thing's going to go. But at the end of the day, whether Nebraska gets O'Shawn Mathis or not, they're going to need this guy from Florida. They're going to need this this transfer portal D tackle from uh, from Alabama or like the Stephon Wynn guy. Or they're going to need to TCU. Thank yeah. you, thank you. They're going to need this guy from Texas Tech. They're going to need bodies. And that just speaks to, once again, the lack of development. It's almost like part of this, part, while I was listening after I got back from my appointment, as I was listening to you and Vershawn, like, you both were saying things that I agree with. And I, 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 I'm not questioning Vershawn, and I'm not questioning you, Rico, because, mm-hmm. um, I, like I said, I agree with a lot of things that you both said. And it's a really, really touchy subject when Nebraska isn't as fragile of a place as their program is right now. Oh, so it wasn't Stefan when I apologize. I think it was a Georgia defensive Yes, I, I did see that one. Either way, either way, Nebraska's going to need bodies. Yeah. He, in in he a lot of people. places. In yeah. a lot of places. But with Nebraska as is in as fragile of a place as they are, this is a really touchy subject. And as I was listening to Rico and Vershawn kind of talk about it and give their opinions – there's part of me that that says we can't put this all on the players or we can't put this all on the guys that come in or at some point we have to look to the guys that are getting paid millions and millions of dollars. And we say what's so confusing about college football nowadays, and I guess this can be kind of turned into an NIL discussion because I, wa- I had something that I wanted to talk to you about, Rico, with Florida. Okay. But we talk about this NIL thing and there's so many people that say, that are on this, the that say you know we don't want college football to be like a business or be like the NFL. But then on the flip side, those same people are turning around saying, yeah, let's go ahead and give O'Shawn Mathis a million dollars to come here. Let's go ahead and act like O'Shawn Mathis is the guy that everybody. Or, you know, you can insert name here, Casey Thompson. Insert name here, Spencer Rattler. Those same people are saying, yeah, let's put all of our eggs into this guy's basket, and he's going to be the reason that we win or lose games. He can certainly help. Or he can certainly hinder. But I just need to know what kind of what what Husker fans or or what fans want college football to be. Because there's a lot that say, yeah, NIL, it's great for college football, but it makes it like a business and that part sucks. But then on the flip side of that coin, those same people are saying when Nebraska's in a position to land a high profile recruit, give them all the NIL money. I I like I have no idea what um what side we are on, and not necessarily that you have to pick a side. But one thing that we do know is there are guys that are coaches that have been brought in to develop. And through four and a half years, they have not developed. And that's why we are in the position we are in. That's why we, and part of it, yes, is college football and guys just wanting to leave. And, and that's just part of college football nowadays. And that's something that we're all going to have to live with, whether you like it or not. And I'm one of those guys that doesn't necessarily like it. But we do know for a fact that there are guys getting paid hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to do their, quote, job or coach that have not developed enough guys in that room, have not brought in the right guys. 
And so when we when you guys were talking about the players and and being um being leaders and developing and things like that, yes, it's great to have those guys that lead by example and don't talk and just shut up and work. But then you also have to have the guys on the flip side that are vocal, that are in guys' faces yelling at them. Mm-hmm. You have to have both. But there's also a sense where the coaches that are put in place have to teach and have to instill the the in, information and knowledge in guys on how to be a leader, on how to lead, whether it's lead by example or lead by yelling and getting loud and being in guys' faces. That's that's literally it. You can you can blame all the athletes all you want, and and to an extent, yes. But on the flip side, one thing we do know as a fact that hasn't changed for years, like the NIL is always changing, is that there are coaches put in place to develop, both on and off the field. Whether that's as a leader, or whether that's as a winner. And I think a lot of Husker fans would agree that 15 and 29 in four seasons, there's not much winning going on right there. And that's why Nebraska's in the position that they are. It's everybody's got to be bought into this thing. And one guy can certainly help, but one guy can certainly hinder as well. And that's where that, that addition by subtraction mantra comes into play. Whew. All right. 402. <laughs> Four six four five six eight five. Good stuff. Uh, please send in your thoughts. Let's uh, let's dive into this a little bit. Darren says this in the end: NIL and transfer portal will hurt college athletics, especially football. Uh, Dusty says this: I don't mind giving Mathis some NIL money, but I don't like us him wanting us to beg for him. The red N has to get back to being a destination. Um, unnamed texter says, "What about what about Keonale Okana's brother?" Well, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I guess still recruiting him. Um, okay, so Ben says this here. Hard to be a leader when people leave after two years. And maybe, like, yes, it is. And so there's part of me there also that says you have to not put that on the coaches, but why are those guys being brought in? And it goes back to that whole conversation that we had a couple days ago where 50... 58% of the guys that Nebraska has signed in their recruiting classes over the last four years have left before I mean, I before their collegiate eligibility expired. I don't blame anybody for, like, I don't know. There, there are certain instances where you can't hold it against somebody for leaving, for, for wanting to to leave and, and, and grow themselves or, or, or maybe go closer to home or, you know, whatever reason they have for leaving. After a certain point, like... You just have to get over it. You have to move on, and you have to you have to build yourself back up. If you if you struggle to find leadership after one person leaves after two years, three years, whatever, then you haven't been recruiting to a high enough level to to have those leaders. Like well, you need, I, I think if it's the development part. You're not developing while those guys are here. Yeah, like, I, how do you? How does Minnesota take a three star dude and make him into an NFL caliber offensive lineman? development yeah how does ohio state over and over and over take five-star kids and just because they're five stars does not mean they're ready for the nfl and still develop them into having two first round wide receivers like there's no reason that guys that, that guys should not be able to be developed at nebraska 
we always have the, the saying you can you always get everything you want at Nebraska, like whether it's development, whether it's facilities, whether it's the 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 tension with Husker fans because they are the best fans in America. Everything you could ever need is here. And Trev Alberts is doing a great job of changing that that idea to get back to what Nebraska fans or what Nebraska football should be. But at some point, everybody down there has to buy into that thought. And so there is no excuse in my mind that Nebraska should not be able to go out and and recruit the right guy, even if it's not sexy on the recruiting sites. Like, who cares? Because I don't. I would, I would not care if they, they skipped out on O'Shawn Mathis and they went and got some, some low-level transfer if there's been a track record of development. But let's all be real. We're hoping that O'Shawn Mathis is pretty f- developed when he gets here. Ready-made product. Like, let, let's just be honest. Because from what we've seen, which is very little, and now without Tony Tuioti on, on, the, on campus, which I, I've, I know there's a lot of mixed feelings about what he did, but at the end of the day, like, as sad as it is to say and as much as it pains me to say, I think there's a lot of Husker fans that are just hoping that O'Shawn Mathis is just ready to go and that we hope that he's as developed as he's going to get because that's what Nebraska needs in year five of a losing program. I mean, Mike Dawson has done a great job with the outside linebackers, and he was a defensive yeah. line coach at the NFL level. So if anybody can get it done, you would hope it's Mike Dawson. Like just at some point, and it's and it might not be able to be happen or you know have happened under this staff. Like at some point, it might just be like this is what, how we're gonna go with it. And uh, um, where whereas you know get transfers and and try to guys. Do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to roco slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's roco slash fuller. Get band-aids to just put on paper cuts. And, and if that's the case, then that's I, that's what we have to live with, and that's what we're going to support. But at some point, Nebraska needs to. Uh, we we always talk about Nebraska getting back to to the '90s or getting back to that hard nosed football. What's more hard nosed than a dude who is under recruited by everybody else, and Nebraska taking a shot on him be from small town somewhere in Iowa, somewhere in Wyoming, somewhere in Montana, Nebraska, Kansas, and developing him, turning him into. Turning him into a, an all-American. Just, I think I think Husker fans would be okay if they just turned him into a, a capable Big Ten starter. Because if you look back at these last four, even into Mike Riley, but I, I hate looking at that 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 time period already because I mean we have a strong enough sample size now with this staff 
and and at that point at this point like everything that happened before Scott Frost is 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 over like we don't need to talk about it um in terms of Mike Riley in that in that tenure but it's like um we're we're going to look back here if some if if Trev Alberts is forced to make a change and go all right what was Scott Frost's bugaboo what was the staff's bugaboo and yes on the surface level it's winning games but deep underneath we're going to be able to look back and say there were three star guys that didn't pan out. There were four star guys that didn't pan out, and they had to rely on transfers. It's okay to implement transfers into your program. That's going to be what college football is, and it's okay that guys leave your program because there is that sub, uh, addition by subtraction idea. It happens. It, it's it happens. Happen. It's going to happen. Happened. It's happened. It's happened. It's happened before. Yes. It's going to continue to happen. Yes, it's going to happen. But that's where if Nebraska trusts in their in their coaching staff to develop. Um, to develop, and they have that track record. Minnesota or Iowa State is not scared to go into some small town and take a shot on a kid that is has nobody else offering him. Just look out in Western Nebraska. Iowa State's been out there. Like, why? Because they trust in what they're teaching. They trust in what they do. And Iowa State fans. Yes, they might not have as high expectations as Nebraska fans. And Nebraska fans should not lower their standards because of this. <laughs> but you can win at the Big 10 or in the Big 10 West, which is a really crappy division by the way, with strong development. That's all it takes. And that's where that's all if, the Big Ten West is. The Big like, Ten West isn't the Big Ten West isn't getting five star after five star you know, after five star. Turn on turn, if Iowa and Wisconsin are leading the way, and they're leading the way with three and four star players. Like I, I well, and, and here's what else. Here's here's another thing. Like with uh, with like Iowa, once they're winning games and they got to up to second in the AP poll yesterday, even if it was fraudulent and even if they didn't deserve to be there, wins attract higher level recruits. Higher level recruits don't require as much development. They may require more mentally, like more development mentally rather than physically. And that will only make the coach's job easier. But Nebraska, they have to start from the bottom. Because that's where we feel like we're at right now. Rock bottom. But if you disagree, like please send in your thoughts. 402 464 Five six eight five. The Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Starter Heyman Text Line, both those open for you guys. The uh, the rest of the day here. Um, let's go ahead and uh, take a break. We're we're running a little bit later since we got started a couple minutes late, which is totally good. It was a good conversation. Um, the last you know forty five minutes or so. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we can kind of tie this into something I saw earlier today on the Athletic. Um, a Florida booster is gifting, or excuse me, this is from Stuart Mandel of the Athletic. I'll just read the tweet. And uh, we'll we'll discuss it on the other side here. One ultra rich Florida booster decided that they needed to step up their NIL game and raised five million dollars in forty eight hours. All that's at Billy Napier's disposal. We'll talk about that. How college football is changing. We'll continue on this and get your thoughts on the other side of the happy hour on a Thursday. Be right back. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. 